Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 199 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. My name is Barbara. Imagine that. Still the same names. You know what? Maybe episode 200, we change it up. (laughs) Yeah. And my name is... (laughs) (laughs) So this is the last time I have to say episode 100 and something. Oh my. Isn't that nuts? We're getting old. (laughs) Well, you're getting old. I'm not. Are we over the hill? Is that what this is? Is this the podcast hill? Nope. Never. It's pretty exciting. I can't believe we've gotten this far. Me neither. But we did. We made it. Believe it or not. It's off to the twos now. It's all been one smooth ride, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this weekend, we're off to Visions 21. I know. I'm super excited. A little Las Vegas, a little Ugh. industry education, a little networking, seeing some friends. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Cannot wait. Any concerns over COVID or anything? You no. worried about anything? No. Me neither. No. You know? I've been traveling a lot lately, and I think everything's going to be okay. I do, too. Keep your fingers crossed. I'm ready. Have you ever been to this hotel? No, I have never been to the area. What is it? The Aria? Aria. Area. Aria, probably. Aria, area. Well, we know whatever you say is wrong, so pronounce it your way. (laughs) (laughs) Area. (laughs) Okay. There you have it. So no, but I'm looking forward to it. Can yeah, I? I am too. It's been at the Palms lately, so it'll be nice to have a change of venue. Yeah. Be somewhere different. Yeah, and this place is supposed to be amazing, so yay us. So after Visions 21, the next big event is LNT Lab Day Chicago. Yes, sir. I don't know if you've noticed. Of course, I've noticed, but everyone online is asking if it's still going to happen. I think so. And literally seconds before we joined up to record, Judy Fishman said it is still happening. Good. So yeah, don't worry. The biggest show in our industry is going to happen. And I'm hoping many, many people will come to learn, mingle, and connect. Yep. They say it's the 37th year of Lab Day. Wow. Don't even ask me if I went to the first one. (laughs) How did you know I was going to ask? I know you're thinking that, but you can suck it. (laughs) Do you remember your first Lab Day? Yeah, I did. I went with my parents and it was amazing. Yeah. That was my first CalLab meeting, and then we went over to Lab Day, and it was just great. Yes. Now, wait a minute. CalLab's been around for like 90 years. Oh, yeah. So. Yep. So you were there for that one? <laughs> yeah, I was there for the beginning of that one, too, dick. <laughs> Kidding. Bleep me out. Not that old. Come on. Get a hold of yourself. I'm just kidding. I just Mark. played kickball last night, so I can do anything. Who does that? Me? I guess Floridian people? Yeah, and I got a big old boo-boo on my knee because I got this guy out at third base, and then I flipped over him and landed on my knee. So I have a battle wound. <laughs> I don't do anything half just saying. Not even kickball. <laughs> you know, honestly, Barb, I would not go up against you in any sport whatsoever. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's a, I take that as a compliment. It is a compliment. <laughs> you scare me. Except for running. You could. Yeah, well, yeah, there's running. that. Yeah. I tried that before, and I lost, so you win. <laughs> All right. So Lab Day Chicago, the podcast, we are going to be set up with our good friends from Preet. Now, remember, there's now two exhibit halls. There's the East and the West. The main one that everyone knows about is the East. But we're going to be in the much cooler and better West Exhibit Hall. That's the one you go to before you go all the way downstairs. Nice. Preet has graciously set up a whole area 
for us with chairs and a table so we can record as many people willing to sit down and chat. Now, sadly, with the recent cancellation of CalLab, which is super disappointing because it's such a great meeting, but that also means that you, Barb, (laughs) can be at the pre-booth Friday morning recording. Yay, me. Yeah, so less CalLab actually equals more Barb. (laughs) I'm happy about it. More Barb. Figuratively, not physically. Okay. It's the silver lining in all of it. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. So make sure you come and find us and record. And if you don't want to record, please still stop by the Preet booth and say hi. We'd love to see you. And grab a button. A button. Yes, I still have hundreds of buttons. Sweet. That we got four years ago. Yep. Let's unload them. It's crazy. (laughs) So this week, we are going back to the UK to talk to another technician that's doing great things across the pond. Beth Brown was into art when she learned about dental technology, and she went to a university that was in a hospital along with a clinical class that gave her an opportunity to see the work in a real working environment. Beth talks about working in an NHS lab. For us Americans, think Medicaid. But using her growing Instagram account called The Party Enamel to get into her current position at Mango Dental Lab. And because Beth never stops learning, she's also in the process of getting her master's in dental technology. Crazy woman. Yeah, we are still amazed that she had time to talk to us at all. So join us as we chat with Beth Brown. And now a special message from our good friend... Norbert Ulmer from Grow3x. If you want to save and also grow, Grow3x is where you should go. Resins to print night guards for high impact and flex. Look no further because we have them at Grow3x. Burrs for your mills, zirconia for your crowns. With Grow3x, you will be the hottest lab in town. And last but not least, if you seriously want to grow, at Grow3x Aligners. And your doctors will say, wow. Be sure to check out all Grow3x has to offer at Grow3x.com. That's G-R-O, the number three, X.com. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast. Thank you. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. We'd like to welcome to the podcast today a very special treat, someone I've been following on Instagram, who we seem to find all of our guests from now, but I've been following her for a while, Beth Brown. Oh, and you don't have to worry about Brown. <laughs> I'm so happy for you, Elvis. <laughs> it was an easy one. <laughs> yeah. All the way from the UK, also known on Instagram as, and I love this name, I love this name, it's Party Enamel. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Doing fantastic. I love this time difference. You were telling me you just got off of work. You just (laughs) came out of the lab. Your Friday's done. Yeah, my Friday's Uh, done. Yeah, Barb and I, we still got, what, about five hours or so. So (laughs) Five hours of Christmas crazy. Yeah. Please tell us it's good on the other side. (laughs) It's great. The weekend looks good. (laughs) All right. So you are from the UK, where? Yeah, so I was born in York, um, so it's kind of like the middle. Uh, yeah? Yeah, grew up there, not really moved, so I'm just kind of there at the minute. I'm living up in, towards Durham, 
um, at the minute now because I switched jobs. So, yeah, I've moved house. Nice. Fantastic. So we always like to start. How did you end up a dental technician? Um, So I went to college and did art and design and I did my foundation degree and everyone was applying for university and my tutors were saying, Beth, are you, are you going to apply? And I thought, I love doing art, but I wanted a job that would always be there, kind of always give me money. I'd always be in a job. It'd be reliable. And everyone was applying just to be artists. And I thought, this is not going to work for me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, no, I don't think so. Um, I have no idea what I want to do. Um, what kind of art were you into? They did a bit of everything where I was at college, but I was mainly like pencil drawing. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, oh, wow. And things like that. So, yeah. Um, so I did that for a while. And then my tutors actually came up to me one day and said, do you know what a dental technician is? And I said, no. Um, and they sat me down and one of their friends was a dental technician. So they like showed me on the internet, all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, that sounds really cool. So I looked into it and I ended up applying straight from there to go and do the course at uni. Um, but I just missed the cutoff by about four days. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, damn. Um, yeah. So I'd missed the cutoff, but I applied anyway. So I had to wait until the year after. Um, mm-hmm. so I started working full time just at my normal job I was doing at the time I was working in a clothes shop mm-hmm. and I decided I was going to go and ring some labs for that year and see if I could get like volunteer positions to help me a little bit. Um, so yeah, I did that. I ended up working in a lab for free one day a week. Is that common over there for um, people to work for free? Yeah. Um, I think if you want to get into a, into a certain job, it's, you know, look, people want free labor and I wanted to learn. So it was kind of a win for them. Yeah, no, it, it sounds great. I, I wish this wasn't a thing in America too, but nobody would lift a finger for free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most of my jobs was just like, Beth, can you make tea? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll swap you if you teach me how to make a bite block. Yeah. So I did that for the whole year that I was waiting to get on the course. And then, yeah. Started in 2015. Oh, wow. When you went to this lab for just one day a week, what were you drawn to? Removable? Fixed? The lab that I actually went to only did removables. So they, okay. Yeah, so I didn't. I got kind of chucked straight into that. I didn't really know about everything else that they did. So yeah, I still have my pictures of the first ever bite block I made. It's somewhere deep, deep in my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I like to look at back at it sometimes. It's literally got like, it's not contacting any teeth. It's not on the palette. And I was so <laughs> proud of it. I was just like, look what I've made. Did it take you two hours to make it? It took me like a whole day. <laughs> yeah. So you're big into removables. You didn't even like choose it. It was just which lab you started at. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same over where you are, but here, most of the labs are dentures and that's it. Um, there are obviously labs that do Crown and Bridge and uh, and Ortho and things like that. But as a general rule, you kind of get put into removables anyway, just because that's what's available to you. Well, that's what's needed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you go through university, I remember they asked us in our first week, like, out of these three, which one do you want to specialize in? And everybody had a different idea. And by the end of it, he was like, I bet you'll change your mind. You By the end of the, the course, you will have changed yeah. your mind. And most of you will be denture technicians. <laughs> what was the third option? Ortho? Yeah. Yeah. So then you started in the university. How long was that? Was that like a two-year course? Um, the course that I went on was a three-year course. Um, but it was 
part of a university, but also part of a teaching hospital. Um, so I technically got paid to do my course because I got an NHS bursary. <laughs> so I got funded to do it, which is just a win-win. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I did that for three years. But you also, you, you go there however many days a week um, for lectures and practical kind of training. And then you also get placed in different labs throughout your three years. So you'll go and, you, you know, I worked in quite a few hospitals um, and quite a few clinics and commercial labs during them three years because you get the experience of of working in all the different types of environments that you could be placed in. So yeah, it was great. And you get paid. That's fantastic. And I got paid, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they have dental labs in hospitals? Yeah, so we've got the I my university course was actually in Leeds Hospital. Okay. Um, so the lab was there, you know, you had your lecture rooms next door and all that kind of things, but literally in the room next to the lab, you could it was a door in the lab in the plaster room into another plaster room. And it was the main hospital's lab with all the qualified technicians that worked there. Um, so, yeah, you got to see all the cool stuff that they were doing while you were learning. But also you had placements where you went and actually worked in that lab with them. So, yeah, it was great. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Did you get to meet any of the patients or see any of your work go in the in the mouth? Um, yeah, they do have clinics because the university had dental students there as well. So it was kind of good to see what they were doing as well. So sometimes we did have clinics where we went on and saw some of the, the work that they were kind of fit in um, as well. So, yeah, it was great. That's very well-rounded education, yeah. I'll say. So dental students were working on patients and the prosthetics were being made by dental technician students? No. see, I was going to say, that's not a good combination sometimes. No. We, no. <laughs> a lot of learning going on. Yeah. I think the dental students actually made their own. Oh. They, they have like a section in their, in their yeah. course for the technician side of it. So I think they were making their own kind of things. And we just went and watched. But I do remember watching. It was a chrome try-in for a denture and the student was just like this is not fitting this is not working yeah. and I was like so nearly qualified at this point so I was looking at it thinking I know exactly what's wrong with it because I can see it and I was <laughs> like can I and I just didn't say anything because I was so nervous because it was a patient and I just didn't know what to do yeah yeah and I was stood there and the teacher came over and actually looked and said you have a technician right there why don't you ask them <laughs> <laughs> and she was like no it's all right I think I fixed it <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was all fun. How many people were in the course? Was it crowded or? No, so mine, they do full-time and part-time where I was. So there was mm -hmm. eight full-time students. I was a full-time student. And then part-time, it was just how, I think it was just a random number every year because the part-time students had to be funded by the lab that they worked in. So they kind of just came to college one day a week um, and then did the rest in their own lab. Whereas the full-time students like me were at university four days a week and then one day a week in a lab that they place you in. Interesting. So a local lab could send a technician to the university. Yeah. One day. That's a great idea. Yeah. Do you have to have a degree in the UK to actually be a, a dental technician to be considered? Um, my qualification is not actually a degree. Mine was classed as a BTEC um, diploma, but you have to have a qualification that's recognized by the general dental council to be able to be registered with them and then work so it's not technically a degree but you have to have some qualification that's recognized by them so my BTEC diploma is one of those so that would be why a lab would send their technicians to send them to the university yeah so in order to employ 
a dental technician, they've got to go to school, I guess is my question. Yeah, yeah. A lot of labs do have other people that work there and do odd jobs as well, but obviously like the the actual appliances that are being made and the final checks and the signatures and all that kind of stuff, that is all going through a qualified technician, yes. That's excellent. So at the university, you also learned the fixed, right? Yeah, we did three years and we did a bit of all three. So yeah, we did fixed and orthodontics as well. Um, I tried to block out my Crown and Bridge section of university because I was <laughs> so bad at it. It was unreal. Did they have you like wax and build crowns and layer and do ceramics? Yeah, and yeah. Porcelain, uh, metal casting, everything, yeah. Where's the picture of your first crown? Let's see that one. I never <laughs> took a photo of any jobs I did in Crown and Bridge because it was just awful. That's fascinating, though. So your hands just directed and your mind just directed you to go towards removable. Is it because of the love of wax and the feel of it? Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I do love dentures, but I still I have a soft spot for orthodontics as well. A lot of people either love or hate it. Um. I love it. Really? Um, so I kind of love that kind of side of it as well. So if we get clasps in, everyone's like, Beth can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of labs stay away from orthodontics. Yeah, a lot of people do. I think uh, I remember making some dodgy kind of deals at university where I'm like, you make this crown for me and I will bend this <laughs> clasp for you. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What about CAD cam? Was there a lot of CAD cam in the school? Um, in my university, there was none. Um, none, because it wasn't yeah. that long ago, was it? I mean, no, it was 2015. Yeah, I started in 2015. There was, I think, I remember having one lecture on it, but it was literally just a PowerPoint. We never actually hmm. did any hands-on CAD CAM, which is a bit sad, but yeah. Are you into that now? Yeah, the lab I work in now is um, got all the stuff for digital. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot more of it now, especially in my new place. So it's. Yeah, we're trying to work it into as much of our daily workflows as possible. So are you designing dentures via CAD? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. I'm really, really new to it. <laughs> so yeah. when one comes in, I do um, ask for assistance. But yeah, it is definitely something that we are doing in our lab at the minute. Elvis and I talk to a lot of denture removable technicians here in the States, and I would say it's not real high. Wouldn't you agree, Yeah, Elvis? Yeah. No. Printing dentures is, yeah, you know, we're still doing a analog mostly. Yeah, yeah. I think I would say still most of ours are analog, but yeah, it's moving forward, I think. Where'd you go right after uni? Um, so I spent three years after university working in an NHS lab. So it was a dental practice that had a lab attached that had just opened about six months before I qualified. So yeah, I just worked in there. It was only small. It was only dentures. And the only work we did was for the dentist that worked on site. So it was nice. And I think it helped as well that I get to see, I got to see patients every day. Oh, okay. What's NHS mean? Uh, NHS is the national health service that we've got here. Okay. Um, so you get treatment, like dental treatment on the NHS. So it's really hard to explain. It's like insurance driven. Yeah. So it's like everyone pays their national insurance monthly, but then, you know, if, if you need anything from the hospital or you know that kind of thing so you just go you don't have to there's no payments there's no extra payment no is it considered economy work or is it still premium or do you guys even classify it that way over there yeah so with dental treatment on the nhs you still have to pay but it's banded so if you went to the dentist and you needed 
like a, a crown, for example, you would mm-hmm. pay a certain banded fee, band three. I can't remember what that is at the minute. I think it's yeah. nearly £300, something like that, for a crown. But then if the same person went and they needed five crowns, they would still pay that band three price because it's so it would still be just three hundred pounds and you get oh. pounds. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So if you're gonna get one, you might as well get ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That's a unique way of doing it. So for three years you did with NHS lab work, working with just doctors that were connected. Yeah. So you got to like do try ins and be there for them and talk to the patients and Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Fun. That's a great experience. Yeah. How do the doctors, I'm just curious, how do the doctors in the UK treat the technicians? Is there uh, <laughs> mutual uh, respect there? I mean, do they treat you guys fairly respectfully? Um, I think it depends on the dentist, really. Um, I think some of them can still be quite old school. And some of them, it's kind of one end of the scale or the other. Some of them are so helpful. They're so respectful. They like to work with you on cases and everything like that. And I think I'm seeing more and more of it every day now because we're getting new generations through. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there is the odd one that would always be stuck in their ways. (laughs) Sounds pretty similar. Yeah, we both. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty similar here. Some of the older docs are just, you know, think that they know everything and they don't want to hear whether impressions are poor or they need to prep differently. And then there's the ones that are younger and open and they just want to learn and they want help. And, you know, you've got that mutual respectful relationship, but there still are those docs here too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think I'm that annoying technician that's always like, what are you doing? Can I see? I want to know. Like, can I learn more? And so I think, yeah, unless they're, unless they're like, God, she's annoying. <laughs> yeah, normally they're like, sure. Yeah. So where'd you go after the NHS? Um, I only finished that um, in June this year. So I've recently just moved to a fully private lab. So yeah, I'm, I'm there now just doing private stuff, digital. It's a full service lab. So it's great that I actually, I've never worked in a lab that had the different departments. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite good to like see different things that happen. I mean, I've had quite a few cases come down that are like bridges that need composite on. And I would never have that opportunity in a lab that just did dentures. So yeah, it's quite, it's nice. Yeah, that's a mango, right? Yeah, yeah, mango. Yeah, dog. yeah, I know all about them. They're, uh, <laughs> they're pretty big on Instagram too, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you had something to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you find them or did they find you? I mean, how did you know you wanted to leave? And then how did you get that opportunity? Um, well, I knew even when I was on my first course that I wanted to do a master's um, in dental technology. Um, I think I just got to a point where I've kind of outgrown my last lab. Um, I'd kind of just got in a rut of doing the same thing every day. I didn't feel like I was learning anymore. And it was just time to move on. But it was kind of weird that within that same few months of me thinking this, I actually was approached by Mango. Um, oh, really? Said, wow. Yeah. So they were like, you know, come come and have a look. We want to work together. So, yeah. It was, was it your Instagram that got you the job, you think? Uh, it was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask. Wow. That's fantastic. Let's talk about your Instagram. I honestly don't know how you get any work done. Because <laughs> um, you were on there so much. I know the amount of people I'm like, right? I'm so annoying. Do you want me to turn your notifications off for me? Because <laughs> because if I were you, I would turn them off. <laughs> <laughs> so what brought all this on? How did you get involved? 
I actually made my Instagram in the second year of college of university. So like 2017, I think I made it. Yeah. It was my college tutors. I went back to see them and I was like, look, I've applied for this job and I'm now in my second year. And they were like, right, well, we tell all our art students, you need a portfolio. You need to upload it because if you go for any other jobs, any interviews, any courses, anything like that, it's just easy. You can just give them your name and then they can just go and have a look. And I was like, oh, right. And I was sat there and I was thinking, right, okay. So I spent all day looking for a cool name for my Instagram. Um, Yeah, and then I made it. But then I didn't really post on it because I didn't really know what I was doing um, on Instagram or with teeth in general. So, yeah, I was just kind of stalking other people. um, How did you come up with the name? I love it. The party (laughs) enamel. I think I was just sat for hours Googling (laughs) tooth puns. Tooth Uh, puns. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the best one. So, and no one had it. It works. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) So, obviously, you found the community that was on Instagram of. Yeah. I I found Mackenzie like straight away. Yeah. (laughs) I followed her since the beginning, I think. But yeah, I just loved it. I just. And a lot of people helped me as well. Like, even though I didn't use Instagram that much back in the day, I remember having my final exam, um, which was full, full denture that I had to set up, process, finish, everything. And I just remember having three days to do it. It was like every Tuesday for three weeks. And the first day happened, I set the denture up. And then I went home and I was just on Instagram like, guys, you have to help me. (laughs) Like, I've done this. I've taken all these pictures. Like, help. (laughs) And so many people were just so nice. They were just commenting on things. They were just giving me constructive criticism. They were giving me tips. And, you know, and they were just so helpful. And I just loved it. You had three days to do an upper and a lower? (laughs) Yeah. I bet you wish you had three days now. I know. And even then, I was like, I haven't got enough time. (laughs) I haven't got enough time. So I'm not Instagram material. So Elvis is. So what do you just like post pictures every day mostly? Um, it depends. I think it's every on... minute, isn't it? <laughs> I think it just depends when I have time. I try to keep up to date with it, but sometimes, yeah, I uh, but I enjoy that more than writing an essay for uni. So I do sometimes look and think, oh, Beth, yeah. you need to stop, like <laughs> actually write some work, real work now. <laughs> So you just take um, pictures of your cases that you work on every day? Yeah, sometimes I'll post like um, finished products. uh, But then I also like to to do like um, stages of stuff. I like posting tips for people. You know, if I've done something, I think, do you know what? You'll never learn this at university, but it's just how the real world does it. It's easier. So, yeah, I just like to I just like to document my day to day journey kind of thing. Cool. When did the uh, fake fang gang come around? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that you? Did you but, create that? Yeah, I did, but I've created it with Jens, the unknown denturist. Okay, yeah. I know So, him, yeah. yeah, me and him decided, like, it would be great to have a hashtag that people could use, and then it's just kind of its own little community. You can go on there, and you can see everybody's work all in one place, find new people, um, and it's just great to have a look every week and just see what people have been up to. Another brilliant name, Fake Fang Gang. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm full of them. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you when we were naming the podcast? <laughs> she was on Instagram. Yeah, yeah apparently. <laughs> she ain't got time for us. <laughs> so when you go into uh, the lab, do you like? is it like an eight to five job? Do you do some weekends? Or are you still working with doctors and see your cases go in the mouth? 
it's normal hours Monday to Friday because I'm doing my master's at the minute I have got lectures so I'm kind of working odd hours at the minute to you know accommodate that but yeah it's normal hours um we're not next to um any dental practices at the minute but we do have a cdt clinic on site a denturist uh, clinic oh so yeah i get to see patients through that which is great so yeah so explain to us the masters so so you've got your first degree then what is the masters what type of courses do you have to do now to get to that level um so this it's just a masters in dental technology as a whole so I'm doing it at Cardiff Metropolitan University. It's distance learning, so it's literally all online. Um, I just log in, watch, you know, the sessions with the tutors, um, and then they post out models and, you know, wax and teeth and tell you what to do, and you do it and post it back, and they mark it. Um, wow. But, yeah, it's got, it's got a lot more in-depth stuff on there. So I was talking to Justin. I think it was Justin. And he was saying that they do like implants and stuff. Do they do implants on courses over there when you do your normal course? Well, we don't have a master, so. so. No, but like (laughs) on our courses here, they just just don't really teach you it. At all? No, like I I think we had like a lecture of a PowerPoint. There was about five slides that said, this is an implant. And I was like, great, thanks. And then, (laughs) and then that was it. So that, you know, like here, they literally just teach you the basics. Do you see implants at your lab? I mean, I do now because it's a private lab because implants are not, um, you can't really get them on the NHS unless you have That makes like, sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's not something that, yeah, if you work in a commercial lab that does mainly NHS work, you, you don't really see it that often. Sure. So, yeah. Things like that. So yeah, at the minute I'm doing, you know, implants and overdentures. Next year I have like orthognathic surgical appliances, obturators, you know, all the cool stuff that you never actually get taught at the normal cost so yeah it's really fun masters does take you through all the implants uh yeah well it just depends what modules you take so you get three modules a year and at the beginning of the year all the students that are on the course get to vote on what modules they want to do oh um so then whoever whatever gets the most votes that's what you do that year so yeah this this year i'm doing implants and overdentures and orthodontic surgical appliances but yeah i did complex orthodontics last year so i got posted out some wire some models and said there you go, bend a quad helix. And I was like, what? <laughs> Aren't all orthodontics complicated though? <laughs> well, I was thinking, I'm gonna be fine. I, like, this is fine. And then I got the I got the prescriptions and I was like, right, I'm not fine. This is not, <laughs> I'm not fine. Yeah. So they send you so you log on and you do a lecture and then you have to provide all of the models and the material and everything. No, they post you it all out. So like Last year, yeah, you get like your solder and all your wire and your models and, and stuff like that. And if you're doing dentures, they'll send you teeth. They won't send you things like acrylic because they just assume you have that in the lab that you're working in mm-hmm. and it's really hard yeah. to post and wax and things like that. But yeah, the the normal stuff that you would need just to make whatever that one appliance is they provide. So yeah, it's good. How much time yeah. do they give you to do it? It all depends. I think it's like terms. So you get like a good 10 weeks. Of, oh, okay. Week yeah. Week, yeah. Do you do it at the lab or do you do it at home? At the lab. When you said post, I was thinking post the photographs and send it back to them. But you meant like through the mail. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's where I got lost. Sorry, guys. Yeah, they sent me an articulator and everything. So, yeah, I've got post that. Oh, all right. That's a little more logical. Yeah. Okay. So how long is the master's program? It's three years. Three years. Wow. Yeah. And a you lot just of- started? 
Um, I'm in my second year now, so I'm kind okay. of nearly halfway through. Nice. Yeah. When you get that, can you command more financial benefits from it? I don't think you can demand it. I think just you would probably end up with it just because you have extra knowledge now. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of people that do do the masters work in hospitals because if you work in a hospital lab, the pay scales are banded. So if you have a master's, it, it automatically puts you in the band above. Oh, people. yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. And the hospitals often fund it as well. So for you to go and do the course. So there is a lot of people that do that from from hospital positions. Um, I think I'm the only one at the minute, I think, that's actually not in a hospital and that is paying for it. Wow, that's huge. It's all out of pocket for you, huh? Yeah, I have student loans, but yeah. Yeah. I'm just a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think the percentage of technicians that go for the masters? I mean, are there a lot or not many? Or I don't think there's many because I think this is the only masters course. So yeah, and I think I don't know how many people. I think there's probably about ten of us at the minute that I log in. Give or take yeah. you. Um, and that's two years worth of students put together. So there's not that many that qualify each year. No. Anybody from the States log in or is it all from there? Um, I don't think there's anyone from the States, but we do have people in other countries like Africa and things like that, which it's just commitment. Like they get posted the models waiting in weeks for stuff. Oh, yeah. It must take a while, especially yeah. now. They must yeah. only have like a week to do the work and then post it back. So it gets back into <laughs> How was the program during COVID shutdown last year? Yeah. Was there hiccups because it was all online or was it pretty smooth? Well, I started the master's in September 2020. So it was literally like six months into yeah everything. So, but the good thing about this course is it's always been online. It's always been distance learning. So they kind of had a head start. They Sure, yeah. Yeah, they already knew. So yeah, it wasn't too bad. Were there books? <laughs> <laughs> Or is everything online? Yeah, it's kind of all online. You get you get your login for like your online portal and then yeah, you can research things. A lot of the things with the masters though is they want like recent journal articles, which are yeah. all online now anyway, so That's cool. I wish the States had something like this. I mean it's just that next level. It's it's so interesting to me. <laughs> just do this course, it's distance learning. You might be waiting a while for yeah. some models. <laughs> I think it would be neat. I I encourage more people in the States to look this thing up. Yeah. I think it would be great. It is. What's your day like now? What do you mostly do? Is it mostly CAD CAM? Um, For me, most of my day is, well, yeah, try-ins. I do quite a lot of composite now. Yeah, there is a little bit of CAD CAM, but there's a CAD CAM department at my work, so I do get Mm -hmm. to go and see stuff and I get to design the odd job. But as a general rule... My work day is is still hands on, burning myself and my desk. Oh God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not a removable technician, and I, I respect the heck out of that job. In the United States, here, I mean, it's it's a struggle to even find removable technicians at this point. Oh, really? So, but it sounds like in the UK, you guys kind of direct the technicians that are in school towards that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've got a lot less now because of the pandemic. I know a lot of labs kind of struggled last year and a lot of people got made redundant, um, which meant that they kind of just, they couldn't find other jobs. So they've just switched careers. So now there's so many labs here that are just desperate for technicians, not just removables, but all of them. And they're just, 
they're just screaming saying like please there must be <laughs> there must be some somewhere <laughs> but yeah there's not many now is there any outsourcing done out of the UK to like places like China or wherever like the removable aspect of it um I'm not really sure I've never worked anywhere that does that okay but yeah I think probably a, a few places yeah but maybe not removables because there's quite a lot of well, there was quite a lot of people that, that could do it here. It was more, you know, like the big milling centers in different countries and things like that. So, yeah. I was just curious. I, I know we do do a, a fair amount in the United States and it's one of those pain points, you know, for the technicians. And I was just curious if it was similar over there. I'm sure they do. They probably do. Yeah. I get loads of um, messages on Instagram saying like, do you want to outsource your work? But uh, no, I like doing it myself. <laughs> Depends on what day you ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you going to go for your PhD? We actually heard from somebody recently that that's an option. Is it? That's <laughs> what. Didn't we talk to someone, Barb? Yes, we did. Yeah. He was from Portugal, wasn't he? No, he's in the UK, but he's from Portugal. But maybe right. the degree was from Portugal. I'm not uh, sure. See, I didn't know this existed now you've opened this up to me. Yeah, see, you could be Dr. Beth Brown. I'm just a serial oh student. <laughs> That's I get too bored if I'm not learning something new, so. You're in the yeah. right industry. <laughs> and it sounds like you've made your way to the right lab, so you'll you'll be able to learn a lot. Do you like CAD CAM? Yeah. Gotta ask that question. Yeah, yeah, I do love it. And the lab's so supportive. You know, if I have any questions, they always like help me and then if they don't know the answer they'll always point me in you know they've got so many contacts they'll just point me in the right direction to somebody who can help me and yeah every time I have an idea and I just think this is a bit silly but and they're like no what what is it so yeah it's great and you mentioned that there was an on-site denturist there yes so how does that work they like have a practice within your building or yeah so it's just um my boss uh, the lab owner he uh -huh. is a qualified CDT so denturist and yeah, he's just built himself a clinic. So it's in the same thing. It's just one room, like one dental chair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> and and it's legal there, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as you, there is um, a course to become a CDT, um, which I'm guessing there is over there for for them. I'm not sure, but yeah, there's only one here. Um, it's a two year course, and then once you've done that, yeah, you can you can treat patients, but you you can only um, prescribe complete dentures without a dentist here no really? partials or anything yeah you can do partials that? but they need a prescription from a dentist to say that that patient is dentally fit to have a interesting oh wow so what about you you any thoughts of becoming a denturist <laughs> everyone asks me this and i always oh. say, i always <laughs> say no because i'm such a loner like i just don't I don't like interacting with people. I like to sit there and just make stuff. Like, and then when I do go in and see a patient, I'm like, oh, I don't know what to say. I'm so awkward. And then, <laughs> yeah, you sound so, like a dental technician. Yeah, yeah. So I always say no, but then, then I always think before I knew there was a PhD course, I was, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, what am I going to do when I finish my master's? So yeah, maybe one day. I might do it one yeah. day. Sometimes I do look at jobs and I think, do you know what? I would love for me to do the clinical side of this so maybe one day <laughs> do you get to help out in the denturist clinical side of it i mean do you get to go in there and go through the process of taking impressions and things like that yeah i mean i, I get to go in quite a lot um 
I don't think we're allowed to actually take impressions. Sure, yeah, but so, yeah, I mean, you but, can um, see it. And... Yeah, yeah, it helps a lot just to... Um, I'm actually doing some a case for my master's next year for suction dentures and the BPS I have a Oh, no kidding. Wow. And my the CDT at work is has done the course, so he often does suction dentures for patients. So it's going to be great to get some patients in. I can take all the pictures. I can write about it. Um, and I get to see both sides, which I think is just amazing. Uh, and I'll get to do all the, the technical work for it. So, yeah, nice. it's going to be great. That suction denture stuff is some pretty technical processes. Yeah, I'm super I've excited. Se- <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty neat. Yeah. So uh, what's next for you? I mean, I, I mean, obviously, keep working on the masters, but any major things you're working on outside of that? Um, at the minute, no. Just because I'm so busy. Instagramming. At the Instagramming, yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope my university tutors are not. Don't listen to this because you'll be like, <laughs> you've not written much for this essay. And I'll be like, um, <laughs> yeah, not not at the minute. I've got another year and a half to do my masters and and focus on work and all that kind of stuff. But maybe in the future, I don't know. I might work on some. I find it really frustrating that there's no developmental like courses for technicians because here we have to complete so many hours a, a year um cpd continuing mm-hmm. development um when i always go on to look there's just nothing i have to end up like going on courses that are, are for dentists really there's hardly oh. any so there's not classes geared towards dental no. technicians there, there is the odd the odd one but there's not there's not a lot out there and it's really hard to find stuff that actually will develop your skills. It's just kind of, you're just doing it to tick the box to say that you've done it. So, um, so yeah, I probably, I want to work on that quite a lot. Um, but not yet. (laughs) Like you want to teach it? Um, for someone that just got done saying they want to be a loner and don't want to be a doctor. Yeah. Not a great teacher. I'm normally like, so the thing goes with the thing. And then <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like I, I know how to do it, but I don't know how to tell you how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, maybe in the future I might, you know, work with some people and see what we can do. But for the minute, no. <laughs> Is, isn't there a big dental meeting out there? I was just going to ask that, and you interrupted Sorry, I could barely hear you, Barb. I was going to say, do you guys have any dental conventions? Like, we've got Chicago, we've got Vegas, and everybody, all the technicians can go and get their CDT credits and their OSHA credits, but it doesn't sound like you you have that there. No, the only thing we have here is we do have dental shows. Um, There is one every year in Birmingham, um, which I do go to every year, but it's not for technicians, it's just a dental show so it's got mm. everything it's got hygienists it's got nurses it's got dentists so there is the odd bit there where you can kind of go and have a look and and you know there's the odd stand that might be okay for you but as a general rule there's not that I know of anyway I mean people might disagree and say actually there's this secret thing that, yeah. I that I'm not invited to yeah um, they just don't want you to know they just don't it. want me to come um, <laughs> yeah there might be but as as far as I know there is the like I think there's some in London for like a digital dentistry show so it's all based around that which is good but again it's for it's for everyone so there's not much just for technicians I think you need to start one uh, yeah that's not a bad idea you know. <laughs> could be huge. We've got ladies of the Maybe. mill here in the United States. It sounds like you've got that part of your brain that's never going to stop moving forward. Yeah. So that we just put it in your brain. Just, yeah. It was Elvis's idea. Just, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't blame me. <laughs> yeah. I just did. 
<laughs> have you ever tried to come to the States to go to one of our shows? No, I really want to. Yeah. Um, definitely. It's actually on my bucket list. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> so you got to come to Chicago. I know. A, I really want to. It looks a amazing. Great show. It is. <laughs> so you know about that, right? So do you have like magazines and stuff where you can hook into the U.S. and see what what we're doing over here where you know about Midwinter and those meetings? Uh, I kind of just find everything out on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. See, there's where I'm losing. Yeah. <laughs> Stop reading the newspaper, Barb. <laughs> it's called the internet. Uh, we all knew about it the day before. <laughs> That's awesome. I think you should. I think it would be a great thing. Yeah. One day. It's definitely going to happen. You got all this free time. Yeah. Maybe in a year <laughs> and a half, then I'll just come and just, yeah. So what do you do on your weekends in the UK after you're done on a Friday? Uh, do you ever work? I mean, at the minute, I'm just studying. Yeah, and normally I don't have enough time. And I think I do like to rest and relax. But then I just, I'm one of these people that I sit down and I just feel guilty for not doing anything. Mm. So, yeah, I end up getting up and doing something else. And then if there's like a huge post on Instagram that weekend, you know, I had nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> So do you guys get crazy busy in December like we do here in the States? Yeah. Yeah. So is it nuts right now? Yeah. Um, normally with us, this is obviously my first year in a private lab, but it, it differs if you work in an NHS lab because the NHS have like targets that they have to meet mm -hmm. and it, it resets itself in March. So January to March in an NHS lab is just crazy busy. You get busy anyway in December because people want teeth for Christmas. Yeah. But then yes. you get to January and you think you've stopped and it just gets worse and worse and worse. So April for us, normally NHS technicians are just like, oh, <laughs> in April for that one month. <laughs> yeah. But um, this year it's different because like now I'm in a different lab. I'm, I don't really know what it's like with private work because I've never had it before. But so far it's been it's been steady, steady busy. It's crazy here right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Every single day this week, it's just been nuts. And I always say, God, I hate Christmas in the dental laboratory. And I say it every single year. Yep. Everybody wanting short dates. <laughs> uh huh. Short dates. And then the insurance runs out here in December. So they want to get their crowns in before their insurance runs uh -huh. out and they have to start over again. So everybody's just got this big, huge push to uh, get their get their teeth in by the end yeah. of the year. Like, oh, yeah. it's exhausting. But I love it. I'm not complaining. I love it. Yeah. I'm exhausted just, just listening to you. Yeah. Elvis is like, can you move this to 1230? I'm like, hell yeah. It <laughs> gives me another hour and a half to get a bunch of stuff done as fast as I can. So sure. I'm good with that. <laughs> like, have you seen any um, dental tattoos on anybody that you work with or anything? I was at the uh, mall the other day shopping for my son and this guy had a tooth on his arm and i was like oh my god really are you yeah i was literally just talking about this today you're kidding yeah me. so i posted last night um a piece of artwork that somebody had done of a, a tooth but they'd drawn a skull in it yeah and there was a nice video on youtube it was about 10 minutes long of like a just a time lapse of a drawing it and i was just mesmerized i loved it um and my boss actually replied to it saying are you getting this tattooed <laughs> And I was like, no, I don't think so. I think I think I'm all right. And he was like, well, I might have to then. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. See, there's another avenue for yeah. you. Maybe. I might I might end up with a tooth tattoo at some point in my life. It probably will happen. 
Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> Elvis and I talked to somebody on the podcast a week ago, and, and all he does is denture tattoos. And I thought that was fascinating. He's not a technician, but he does, you know, teeth and denture tattoos. Wow. So it just, I think it's just something that's going to start taking off. You're going to see more and more of that because it's just another avenue of artistry and skill. Yeah. Are they in the States? I need to book them when I come. Yeah. 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 He's out of Portland, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Portland. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, we're just seeing more and more of that on Instagram while Elvis is. I see it here and here and there, but you're just seeing a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. Do you guys do um, tooth tattoos like on crowns? Do we do what? Sorry. Like on a posterior crown, I got asked to, to put a flag on it last week to instain. Do you guys do any of that or have you seen any, any of that in the UK? Um, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I bet they do somewhere. I remember being at university and um, there was a technician there who did maxillofacial. Mm-hmm. A man had was in the news, actually, because I watched the news that night and I was like, hey, I know this man. <laughs> it was the, uh, <laughs> the technician from work. And a man had lost his eyes on a train. So what? Yeah. So he has fake eyes and he went and got some made where the pupils, I think it was the pupils, were different things. So I think he had one that was like um, the flag, you know, another one that was like a skull and all this kind of stuff. And he, he just swapped them depending on what mood he was in that day. So, <laughs> Weird. Yeah, he had his normal ones as well. But he had them yeah. in, like, in like a safety like case. Um, and he'd got on the train and then he'd just like left it there by accident. Got off the train and, and lost all his eyes. It's <laughs> <laughs> just crazy. Um, yeah, so he was a, the technician from, from work was on the news because he offered to make them replacement ones for him for free. Interesting. So you guys make eyes there? If you're a maxillofacial technician, yeah. Yeah, wow. ears, noses, eyes. Have you ever done any of that stuff? Um, I've made an ear before. No kidding. And I've also made a nipple. They do oh. that as well. Yeah, it's so cool. But a nipple nipple? Yeah, an actual nipple. Yeah, if somewhere, again, really deep in my Instagram, there is a video of me because I stuck this silicon whatever nipple to my neck. <laughs> <laughs> And took a video of it, and everyone was like, what is this? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> if you really want to know, I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. Wow. That's really neat. Yeah. I had no idea you made an ear. That's fascinating. Yeah. How'd that come about? Did it come in just in the lab, and you guys had to deal with it? <laughs> no, so all of that kind of stuff only goes into the hospitals. Oh, okay. Mainly yeah. for, like, patients who are, like, cancer patients or, you know, like, who have had really bad trauma and they've, you know, like, lost... Um, a nipple yeah nipple yeah or the, uh, <laughs> i guess it or happens yeah yeah you misplaced them um yeah. <laughs> yeah so um yeah he worked in the the room next to next to the lab when i was at college the first time so i remember saying this is what i want to do i want to go and do this when they said in the first week like which branch do you want to go in and i was like well i want to do that what he does and he started laughing and he was like well it's not gonna happen and i was like well why not and he said because beth there's there's like I don't know how many, but there's about six of them in the entire country. And you have to basically like wait until one of them dies <gasps> before their job comes available. Because once they get it, they don't leave. Don't you need more than six of them? Yeah, but that's literally it. They just have like, they might have a few more than that. But yeah, it's really yeah. rare. So yeah, I'd love to still do it now. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I think there's one course to be able to do it as well in London, but it's the only one in Europe. Wow. So, yeah. Interesting. I had no idea it was such a closed market. Yeah. 
I figure anyone that you could find that would want to make an ear, you should jump on it. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Well, at least you've done one. I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, I Most love it. Most people can't say they've done that. Yeah. It's actually out on a patient. They're wearing it. Um. Well, no, not mine. I was just being annoying, being like, what are you making? Can I copy? Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually made my own ear. He took um, an alginate impression of my ear. Oh, weird. Um, to make the other one. And then, I, you know, I had a cast from another patient that just had, you know, the flat bit of the face without the ear so that I could wax it up so that I could copy my own. So yeah, I've still got that at home. I've got, I've got my own ear. Um, yeah. You hear yourself talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think they stopped listening like years ago. Yeah. I want to get into some of the material you use at Mango. Is Ivoclar, is that the big acrylic out there or what do you use? Um. Yeah. So it's completely different again since I've moved, but at Mango yeah. now we, we use a, a range of different things. I think that the most we use is Ivabase um, sure, yeah. for the dentures, but we we do use a lot of other of other companies as well, depending on what we're doing. But as a general rule, yeah, that we process with Ivabase. So you get the heat injection for most of your work, yeah. yeah. What about teeth? What teeth is popular out there? Ivaclar as well is popular. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think the, the most teeth people use are Shotlanders. So we've got like Enigma Life. Uh, and furniture teeth a lot of people use them for private jobs um hmm. but then again there's there's a whole range of other teeth that are a lot cheaper that people use for nhs jobs you, they don't use yeah kind of ones because they're just too expensive what's your favorite <laughs> um i would probably say my favorite is enigma life enigma life we've just got so much texture do we even have that here i don't even i don't know i've never heard of it i to haven't be honest heard of it either you. Yeah, it's huge here. I think like really? every single lab here would use Shotlander. What's the company name? Shotlander. Shotlander. I don't know. I don't think they're in America. They probably are. We're sounding really dumb right now. <laughs> they're probably yeah, huge. Really. Exactly. <laughs> Mojo wasn't a removable technician, so it wouldn't surprise me that I wouldn't know that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Beth, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, it's been really nice to talk to you. I love your accent. Yes. So awesome. I was nervous that you weren't going to understand what I was saying. Oh, no, no not at all. <laughs> we could barely hear so Barb. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably just pull me out at the end and be like, yeah, we can't hear yeah. her. So. Delete the whole <laughs> thing. <her>. Goodbye. <laughs> but seriously, we encourage everybody to check out Beth on Instagram. It's called The Party Enamel. Like animal, like but it. it's enamel, like a tooth. I love, <laughs> I love it. it. I think it's clever. Yeah. Go check her out. Turn off notifications. There's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> She's very active. Lots of stories, lots of interactive posting. It's good stuff. I think you've really pulled a community together, and I think it's, uh, I think it's good. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. And hopefully sometime soon, we'll see you here in the States. As soon as I'm allowed, I'm there. Like... Awesome. All right. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye. Whitmix, known today for its digital equipment and materials, has always been known for decades as the leader in occlusion products with its Whitmix, Hanau, and Dinar articulators and face bows. The most popular of these is the Dinar Mark 300 series articulator. These popular semi-adjustable instruments are engineered for superior performance and tested thoroughly based on proven methodology. They bring a new standard of interchangeability with factory set accuracy within 20 microns. 
with their sleek ergonomic design and powdered coated finish, these articulators have a contemporary look that is as durable as it is aesthetically pleasing. The Dinar Mark 320 articulator features adjustable condyle inclination with 0 to 60 degrees and progressive side shift fixed at 15 degrees. The Denmar Mark 300 comes complete with dust cover, 10 magnetic mounting plates, instructions, and standard black carrying case. Head over to Whitmix.com to order one today. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Whitmix. A huge thanks to Beth Brown for coming on our podcast and telling us your story and all about the dental laboratory education in the UK. You truly are amazing. Good luck on that master's degree. We encourage everyone to follow Beth on Instagram at the party enamel and see all of the fun that she is having in the industry. It's kind of contagious, I must say. Also, we want to remind everyone to head over to dentalpodcast.org or the link on this episode's show notes and vote for us, Voices from the Bench, as the best dental podcast of 2021. And let me say, it's super easy to do. It only takes a minute. You can have everybody in the lab do it. You can do it one, two, three, four, five times. Right, Elvis? I think I did last year. Every computer yep. that you walk by, vote for hit it. that website and vote. <laughs> I think it goes by the computer. So if you have 18 design stations in your lab, nice. I'm not saying you should, but you could. You could. <laughs> Do it. All right, everybody. For everyone heading out to Visions this weekend, we hope to see you there. If not, and if you are, we'll definitely talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. And there the dogs go.